0: The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to unite the thong or untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptized and when Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved with you, I am well pleased. The gospel of the Lord.
1: To you, My dear brothers and sisters, I bring you grace and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, as you've heard already now mentioned a few times, this is uh, baptism of Jesus Sunday so. Uh, This weekend we always have the opportunity to do a number of things. We remember Jesus baptisms, we remember our own baptisms, we celebrate all of the baptisms that have happened at St. Philip the Deacon uh, over the past year and we also kick off, as I mentioned from the font, um, a week of uh, important activities for our ninth graders who will affirm uh, their baptisms at the Rite of Confirmation on Saturday uh, at two services and in the middle of the week Uh, we'll do something particular or specific uh, that we do here at St. Philip Deacon called the Rite of Passage, uh, which is a beautiful opportunity for those students um, to uh, do a, a walk of faith where they're reminded of some of the key parts of uh, what makes us Christians. Uh, baptism is the theme um, of the, the, the Sunday, and I want to talk particularly today about, I guess I'd call it our baptismal identity, and by that I don't mean anything theologically fancy or sophisticated. What I'm really trying to communicate today um, is our identity I- in terms of how God sees us and therefore how we should understand uh, who we are. And I'm going to start with uh, the readings that we heard, <coughs> read by uh, Linnea and Jerry um, The first I want to point or draw our attention to is the Gospel reading, Luke chapter 3. This is the story of Jesus' baptism. By the way, he's grown up quickly. Uh, We just celebrated uh, Christmas a few weeks ago. Luke tells us that his baptism, Jesus, is about 30 years old. So he's grown up very rapidly in the matter of a few weeks. Um, But we're told by Luke the story of his baptism. And then it concludes with a very famous line. And while it's true that in this moment it is God that is speaking to Jesus, um, and it is also true that in a way we are not Jesus, uh, I think it's appropriate for us to hear these words. We are, after all, as the church, the body of Christ, and we are told in the New Testament that we are being formed and made into the image and likeness of Christ. That's the whole point of our faith. And so these words, while spoken to Jesus originally, I think we receive as our own today. Here are these famous words. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Of course, we would change that in our instance to you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. So that's absolutely part of how we understand ourselves because it's how God sees us. The other reading was from um, Isaiah. This is one of my all time favorite passages in the entire scriptures. It's uh, Isaiah chapter 43. And again, here God is speaking uh, to the people of of Israel. But as God's people today, the church, and as members of that church, we very appropriately hear these words spoken to us um, directly. Here's some of what we read there. But now, thus says the Lord He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. And I want to draw your attention to the fact that all the action in those verses is being done by God. Um, He who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. And we are those things, not because of any achievement on our part, anything that we've accomplished, but rather simply because of God's um, outpouring of love for us. And then the final thing I'll lift up from Isaiah 43 uh, are these uh, beautiful lines. And as you hear these, again, I want you to hear them for you um, and just reflect on how rarely we hear words like this in this lifetime. You are precious in my sight. And honored and I love you." That's God speaking to each and every one of you this morning. You are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. Now for my money, we cannot hear those words often enough. Um, And why is that? Because in this life uh, we often hear different types of words um, that we are convinced to become our identity. Remember, I'm talking here about our baptismal identity, how God sees us and therefore how we should see ourselves. Um, what are some of those other words that uh, the world uses to define us and to tell us, this is who you are? Words like uh, producer, consumer, employer, employee, owner, investor, uh, student. Now, I want to be very clear about this, there is nothing wrong with any of those words. Those are all appropriate, uh, vital roles that we play in this lifetime. The problem comes when we identify ourselves exclusively or entirely or wholly with those words. And I want to suggest two reasons why that creates uh, difficulties or problems for us. The first is that those types of ways of thinking of our identity are sort of inherently uh, connected to competition or to achievement uh, or to performance. And again, there is nothing wrong with competition or achievement or performance. Uh, As Christians, and particularly as Lutheran Christians, uh, God invites us in our callings to do right by those callings and to do well and to accomplish things. The problem, again, is if our entire identity is wrapped up with whatever it is, investor, uh, producer, consumer, employee, employer, owner, any of those things, then we end up measuring our worth by what? Whether we have succeeded or whether we have failed. It, it's a pretty binary uh, option. And if we are successful and that's our entire identity, then we become uh, proud and egotistical. If on the other hand, we feel like we have failed, uh, then we're devastated. And, uh, and we, we, we spin into a cycle of despair neither of which is particularly productive. So that's one problem. The second problem is sort of a corollary of it. Again, all of those things I mentioned at some level uh, have to do with achievement or performance or competition, which by definition means that we are comparing ourselves to other people. Now, I know you're all too far, far too smart and sophisticated ever to do something like that, um, but just let's say hypothetically, if we did, You know, then what are we saying? We're saying, well, I wish I could be as smart as this person. Or I wish I could be as attractive as that person. I wish I could be as popular as that person. Folks, that is a real problem spiritually any week of the year, any week of the church year. Um, But it's a particular problem on this baptism of Jesus Sunday when we remember again our baptismal identity because when we do that when we look at the people around us and say gosh I wish I could be more like that person or if only I could be like that person we are denying the person God made us to be those words I spoke from the gospel of Luke or from Isaiah where God is talking about I have redeemed you I have formed you you are precious to me I love you God my friends is talking not to the person you think you should be not to someone you think you should aspire to be God is talking to you and when we don't allow ourselves to hear those words and embrace the person God made us to be through our baptismal identity we deny the world the gifts and abilities And skills that only you each and every one of you can can offer it this is a huge deal and it's one of the ways that I think we misunderstand what the church is here in the church we don't come here uh, to become more like everyone else in the pews no We come here to be the opposite. We come here to distinguish ourselves, to be differentiated, to become the unique individual that we have become. Because after all, we are, as I mentioned before, the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is made up not of a whole bunch of people who are the same, but of an an infinite number of people who are different. So we are invited through this identity to embrace the person God has made us to be and to receive those words of love and affirmation as ourselves. That sometimes is the work of a lifetime and I grant you that it's difficult, but it's really, really important. All right, I wanna end with a story that summarizes at least I think some of what I've been talking about here about the baptismal identity. I wasn't seeking this story out, it sort of presented itself to me, uh, but I think it applies and it actually has to do with last weekend's Bears game. Did anyone see that? Do we have any Bears fans in the house today? All right, a couple. I actually grew up in Chicago. I'm married to someone from Wisconsin and I live in the Twin Cities, so my uh, (laughs) cheering is a little complicated. But you know, the Bears have struggled for a while. And so I was definitely rooting for them uh, last weekend. Um, And if you didn't see the game, um, then uh, what happened is uh, it it came down, as as often happens in, in the NFL, to the final seconds. Uh, And uh, the Bears had the chance to win the game with a field goal. Uh, Cody Parkey, was that his name, I believe? was the field goal kicker. And he went out, and um, it turns out now, I think in the record books, they're counting it as a tipped ball. um, So it doesn't count as a miss. um, But in the end, he didn't make the field goal. I think they're calling it the double doink. Did anyone hear this? Um, John Madden's term for, you know, when it hits the upright is a doink. In this case, it was sort of added insult to injury. He, He kicks it. It gets tipped, I guess, a little bit, very slightly, and it hit the upright for doink number one, and it bounces off the upright and then ends up hitting the crossbar for doink number two, but rather than bouncing in, it bounces out. So they lose the game, right? Now, I heard an interview that he did. The life of an NFL kicker is (laughs) a rough life. You're either the hero or the goat. Um, But uh, I heard an interview he did, and he said something as part of that interview that I thought was, uh, it sounds simple, but I think it's absolutely profound. And again, I think it's directly related to what I'm talking about today. He he freely conceded and acknowledged, look, I am am broken up. I am devastated uh, that I missed. I feel like I left, left the, let the organization down. I feel like I let my teammates down. But then he said this, but what I do, or, or, but my job as a kicker in the NFL, my job as a player in the NFL is what I do. It is not who I am. And I know based on another part of that interview that He recognizes that who he is is all of the things I've been talking about this morning, a beloved child of God. And that doesn't change depending on whether he makes the field goal or whether he misses it. And so, my prayer for all of us is that in our lives, uh, as we gather today, we can be reminded that whether we are succeeding or whether we feel like we are failing. Neither of those things take away from our true identity as beloved children of God. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Holy and gracious and loving God, on this weekend when we remember your son's baptism, we also give you thanks for our baptisms. We thank you for the new identity they give us as adopted children of yours. We pray that through our lives, in a world that is so anxious to tell us we are someone else, that we will always remember that we are your beloved children. And all this we pray in the holy name of Jesus. Amen.